the Dawn of the Dead podcast is now part of the Morbidly Beautiful podcast network. So please check out the website and also all the other great podcasts that are associated with this network. On to the show. Well, hello again, and welcome back to another episode, and thank you for returning. I enjoyed this month of doing a Blacktober series, and I'm ending my Blacktober series with something that I did on my two-year anniversary episode, which was to post the question, who is your favorite Black character in horror films? And I put it out into the Instaverse. Yes, I said Instaverse. Deal with it. And man, I am so glad I did because you guys did not disappoint at all. Now, I will say I am glad that so many of you chimed in with the response. Not as many as I had hoped. But that's okay, because the ones that did, I am going to give your account name um, so others can check you out for the ones that did chime in with a response. I'm really happy to see a lot of the choices that you guys made. Um, There were a few that I was like, uh, not really a fan, but I can see why you would be. Yeah, I think I think I might try to do this more often. Uh, just to put it out in the Instaverse, as it were, social media world, whatever you want to call it, Instagram world, um, because I really like seeing, you know, the choices and the comments that you had as to why you pick these particular Black horror characters, and it was it was interesting, and it and it was a a very hodgepodge group of characters, so. That made me happy as well. And I'm kind of building this up way too much, right? I probably <laughs> probably should get right to it. So I'm going to just start off with one. I'll kick it off with one from my twinsy. Now, my twinsy is not really my twin. I, I'm all of four foot 11 and uh, my twinsy is... God, Q, how tall are you? I think you told me once that you were, is it 6'7 or 6'11? You are big and <laughs> you're a big guy. But anyway, my twinsy, his uh, account name is at Q known, and that is Q K N O W N. And he is my brother from another mother. This guy has such a huge brain of exploitation films, horror films, you name it, he knows it. And his movie collection, oh my gosh. You live way the hell away from me, but I I definitely need to visit you one day so I can raid your house and steal all of the good stuff that you have. (laughs) But um, we've, we've been talking on Instagram for quite a while now and He's one of my favorite, favorite people on the planet. I 
desperately want to meet you one day. I, I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed our conversations and just nerding out with you on a bunch of different genres, not just horror. So my twinsy, he started this uh black favorite black characters and horror list with one of my all-time favorite characters which you know we're twins that's that's what we do uh, <laughs> so it's tom newcliffe played by the dream boat calvin lockhart in the 1974 horror classic and i was i should say horror mystery classic the Beast Must Die. So this movie is streaming on Pluto TV currently, and also it's streaming on my boyfriend Tubi. And I absolutely love The Beast Must Die. This is a horror must every October in my home. And let me tell you, the character Tom Newcliffe is wealthy. And when I say wealthy, he's not like T'Challa wealthy, but he's more like Bruce Wayne wealthy. <laughs> I gotta stack it up. And he's a big game hunter who invites a group of people to his beautiful estate. And you think that they're all just kind of there just to kind of kick it and have a, you know, rich people weekend of, you know, lavishness and parties and drinking. No, absolutely fucking not. He invited a group of people not to just chill at his palatial estate. He drops a motherfucking bomb that he believes amongst the guests at his house for this weekend. One of them is a werewolf. Yeah, I said it, werewolf. And he is going to figure out who it is. And like the title says, the beast must die. He will not let them leave this estate until one of them is outed as the werewolf. And it is fantastic. And I know some people will think it's cheesy. And, you know, we have the not so great uh, shots where it's supposed to be night, but clearly it's day and they just used a filter. And the werewolf we see is a dog, not a really werewolf werewolf, but we do get kind of a werewolf too. However, it's just a cool fucking flick and we get a lot of murder and we get chase scenes and we even get a one minute uh, little cool pause like a little werewolf break for you to kind of figure out if you solve the mystery of who the werewolf is now this one has a ton of great stars i mean marlena clark rest in peace to her um we just we have a lot of horror stars in this film but Calvin Lockhart is so handsome and so dashing and so commanding. He is just, he's like just a badass in this movie. He gives zero fucks. He even has the audacity fucking D <laughs> to accuse his own wife of being a werewolf. And that scene's going to blow your fucking wig off. So if you haven't seen this one, you owe it to yourself to give it a view. And I absolutely love that you chose this one, Twinsy. Let me tell you, one of my all-time favorites. And 
And maybe it's because I have a crush on Calvin Lockhart, but I do love how he's just so assured of himself. And he's like, yeah, one of you is the werewolf and I'm fucking going to kill you. I'm just giving you a heads up and don't try to leave because you ain't going to fucking make it. Outstanding film. A little hokey. Might be dated for some people, but for me, it's it's a classic. It's a classic. I love it. So who is up on the plate? I have at CSM1321. And let me tell you, Chris makes some of the most awesome ghost art. <laughs> and you need to follow him. And he's very nice and he's very fun. And I love every ghost art that he posts. But he chose uh, Blackula. A 1972 classic that is streaming on Pluto TV. And this is also such a great choice because we have the commanding, yes, again, commanding presence of William Marshall as the aforementioned Blackula, aka Prince Mamawalde. He's already like such a Gregorious actor, and then he brings such a regal performance in this role. Like it is a horror movie and it's a black exploitation movie, but it's so fucking classy because he brings like this whole regal air to it, you know? And this is a, a black exploitation classic that was directed by William Crane. And it also spawned a sequel, um, Scream, Blackula Scream, which is also a must watch. So if it was me, I would do a double feature to get the full enjoyment out of William Marshall's performances in both of these films. And the sequel also has Pam Greer in it. So that's also a win-win for me. That's a huge plus. And I talked about this movie briefly with um, Robert on his podcast, Creepy and Geeky, because we both agreed the Scream, Blackula Scream was one of the first movies that we actually got to see Pam Greer act. You know, we know she's gorgeous and bodacious and you know she's got all the boom bang pow but it's nice that someone let her actually act and scream blackula scream but blackula absolutely classic completely agree with you this is a, a a wonderful black character um even during that black exploitation haze um this one just kind of stands out and I, I know it's all due to his performance as this character. And, you know, he doesn't play him jokey or jive or anything like that. You you feel just like you're watching uh, a Christopher Lee performance. It's just, you know, you're entranced by him and he's sexy and he's suave and he's debonair and charming. And yes, he wants to suck your blood. And I think I would be perfectly okay with that if it came in this form, you know, in this visage. But yeah, that was a great pick. I'm I'm really happy about that one. So next up is my darling wifey uh, at Bleed Honey. And Honey cited Terry Alexander as John, the Whirly Bird helicopter pilot extraordinaire in Day of the Dead. Now, this is a 1985 film. So Day of the Dead is streaming on Pluto TV and my boyfriend Tubi. And I love this character because John is extremely cool-headed. He's 
you know, focused. He knows the situation about him and he's got his wits about him. And he gives us a lot of sage wisdom, you know, throughout this film. I find him absolutely a joy to watch on screen. I think that's the only issue I have with this film, Day of the Dead, is that we didn't get nearly as much of him as we should have. And, you know, the way horror movies evolved, you know, that's not uncommon. We didn't have a lot of prominent Black characters who got a lot of screen time. Um, thankfully, a lot of that has changed. But yeah, I I would be remiss to say that I was pissed that we only got like, you know, little snippets of him here and there. And what we got was gold. So he is one of the most memorable characters of that film because of his acting. Um, he's definitely a character I would want with me when the zombies come knocking because, you know, he can get me to fuck out of there. So absolutely. And I imagine he would be able to help me grow the best weed I could ever, <laughs> I could ever possibly want. Absolutely love that choice, honey. You, you always, me and you, we we're always on the same page. So glad that you chose him. And so I do have the Rob Bastard Paragon 99. And he actually chose two. And, you know, y'all could have picked more than one, but some of y'all just went with one and that was fine with me. But I will definitely talk about the ones that you picked. So Rob chose uh, Abra or Abra in Dr. Sleep. And Dr. Sleep came out in 2019. Currently, it's streaming on HBO Max. And let me tell you, I absolutely love this character. And I've mentioned it before, but in the novel, Dr. Sleep, she is a blonde haired, blue eyed child. I was completely head over heels that Flanagan, Mike Flanagan, the director, made her a biracial child. I was just like, wow, that was ballsy. And I am so glad you went with that choice. Also in this film, we see that her powers are even stronger and it seems like her powers are stronger than dan torrance and rosie the hat i mean this girl crushed it kylie curran crushed this role and i am so eager to watch her in uh, flanagan's net his newest creation uh the fall of the house of usher on netflix so you know this character you know she's a black girl She's a biracial girl, but she's a black girl. She's a, you know, teen, preteen, and she's powerful and she's having these things happen. And she meets up with, with Dan Torrance, who was an alcoholic, which, you know, runs in the family, clearly. They have an understanding and they meet. And it's, I love the relationship that they have, the friendship that they have, and how protective they are, and how well they work together in this movie, Dr. Sleep. It's it's one of my all-time favorites, and I was so dead against it when I first heard about the novel. I was like, why, why do we need this? We don't need this. And then seeing the movie, I was like, shit, this was amazing. I'm so glad that we got this. So you know, as far as I'm concerned, Mike Flanagan can do no wrong. I, I absolutely adore everything that he's done. But this picking her was like chef's kiss. And then Rob also had a second, second pick. 
which was Rod in Get Out, the 2017 film. Now, Get Out is streaming on Netflix and Peacock, and Rod was played by Little Rel How I can't say his name, Lil Rel Howery. I think I got that right. So Rod is, at first in this movie, he's strictly there for laughs at the beginning, you know? Uh, he's giving Chris all of these things and rules about dating white girls, and we're laughing at him through most of the movie, you know? Because he's a comedian, that's what he's there to do. But then... Throughout the film, we see that Rod is not only Chris's ride or die, literally. When he got his little TSA tingles, he went looking for his friend. He went to the cops. (laughs) That's a hilarious scene when he goes to the cops trying to report his disappearance. But he advocated for his friend's disappearance and actually went looking for him. He went in the face of danger looking for this this man who's his friend and ultimately ends up being his rescuer. And I mean, he had the TSA, what is it he said? TS motherfucking A (laughs) skills to actually help his friend and bring him to safety. And I, I did, I laughed my ass off at him every time he was on screen, but I don't know too many people that have friends that would go that length. And he really did. He really, he really was the kind of friend that Chris absolutely needed in this film. And obviously he gave us the comic relief that we needed. (laughs) And I always uh, kind of giggle when I think about the scene where he's trying to record Rose, uh, you know, after he figures out that something's amiss. And if you've not seen Get Out, I don't want to ruin it for you. I mean, the movie came out in 2017. What the fuck are you waiting on? But It's a hilarious scene and he just brings a lot of lightness and levity in in that movie that we desperately needed. And he did it at the times we desperately needed it, you know? So up next I have Ash, excuse me, at Ash D T H E Thomas. And Miss Ashley Thomas, I just had the pleasure of speaking with her on her podcast. She's the co-host of Podcast 616, and it's a brilliant uh, Marvel podcast that I I absolutely am head over heels about. So Miss Ashley, she picked Adelaide and another Jordan Peele film, Us. And Us came out in 2019, and that is also streaming on Netflix and Peacock. And she also added, when she had her pick, Queen Lupita, all hail. And I am in agreement with her on that statement because all of the actors and us had such wonderful skills with their regular counterparts and their doppelgangers. Like I think everyone in that movie deserved tremendous praise because you know you had to play your normal self and then you had to play the tethered version of yourself. But man, oh man, oh man, oh man, Lupita was spectacular. I mean, she gave me goosebumps seeing both sides. And then when you know the twist of both sides and why they are the way they are. It's one of the things that I always love about movies. I always try to figure out why characters are the way they are. And the reveal of why these characters are the way they are is out 
fucking standing. And Lupita was just a huge force and carried so much of that film. And it's really based on those two performances. Like she is downright scary as Red. Like I was terrified for this family. And then you find out why Red is so hell bent and so angry and so vicious and and it makes perfect sense, you know? So I am so glad that you chose that one, Ashley. And then Ashley also said her performance in Little Monsters, which is another one that ironically dropped in 2019. And it's an action comedy musical horror film. I know that's a mouthful, but I'll go deep diving into Little Monsters when I have my horror musical episode because I do want to talk about horror musicals because I don't know if I've said this and I probably have, but I absolutely love horror films, but I absolutely love musicals. So anytime I get a mash of those two things, I am as giddy as a goddamn schoolgirl. So I'll go deep diving into Little Monsters when I do the horror musical episode. But if you haven't seen this one, basically it's about a kindergarten teacher who, along with a washed up musician and a kitty TV host, they have to sort of team up to protect a group of children during a zombie outbreak. It's hilarious. There are musical numbers. Uh, there's a scene with Lapita doing like a little Pied Piper action with some zombies that always cracks me up. I absolutely love that film. I'm going to tell you that right now. So whenever I do that episode, then I'll really go into that for you. All right. So at I Know What You Did Last Midsummer, which I absolutely love that name, and Brian Just Too Tired. I've known Brian on Instagram. Jeez, I don't know how long we've known each other now. Um, they both chose Daniel, and I know I'm going to butcher the last name, Daniel Robitali, Robital, Robitali, <laughs> aka Candyman. I'll just call him Candyman. And this is streaming on Peacock and AMC Plus with a subscription. And this is the 1992 Candyman. And Tony Todd as Candyman is such a wonderful actor. Um, his performance in that film reminds me a lot of William Marshall and Blackula. And not to mention, you know, we get the first black slasher horror icon with this one. Now, I do have a controversial opinion about Candyman. I actually, and don't get mad at me, but I actually prefer the 2021 Candyman. But I do have so much respect for this one and it's primarily due to Tony Todd's acting um, you know, his performance is watchable. It's like, that's the only saving grace for me, um, is watching that performance. I don't know, that one always kind of fell flat to me, but then when I watched the 2021, watching them together as a companion piece, like watching them back to back, and just the first one, I could not tell you and don't remember anything about the other two sequels of Candyman to save my soul. Um, but if you were to watch the 1992 Candyman and then the 2021 Candyman, I think those complement each other very, very well. So I also have to shout out that I Know What You Did Last Midsummer also picked for his number two and number three choices, uh, Fool from The People Under the Stairs, which I've already covered, and Ben from Night of the Living Dead. 
I don't know which version of Ben he's referring to, but either way, wonderful character, Ben. Uh, the 68 version, that's my first horror heartbreak, and it, it still it still makes me pause, and I still get sad, and, you know, but those are really good second and third choices, so I didn't want to not shout you out about those because I know you did hit me up with those are your other two choices as well and y'all already know how I feel about fool from the people under the stairs so I don't want to go too deep into that so I also have at grave o v like victor saturn grave of saturn stated it's always going to be busta rhymes in halloween resurrection a 2002 film streaming on AMC Plus because in his words, I'm reading exactly what he sent, he beat the shit out of Michael Myers. (laughs) Now, although this film is not one of my faves, I do enjoy Buster Rhymes being, well, I mean, Buster Rhymes, he's just being himself. R&B singers, rappers, comedians, that were people of color, you had plot armor. You were definitely making it to the end. LL Cool J was in two different horror movies and made it to the end. So Rodega, 13 Ghosts. So yeah, if you you were a rapper, what, how did I fucking forget Ice Cube? Ice Cube was in Ghost of Mars and Anaconda, if you count that as a horror, I guess it's kind of a horror. Um, but yeah, you pretty much had plot armor until, you know, I think that Seed of Chucky was probably one of the first ones where I was like, oh, shit, they killed the rapper off. (laughs) Um, So let's see. What else? Oh, so I did want to say to Grave of Saturn, thank you so much for that one, because although it's not a great movie for me, I do have fun watching Halloween Resurrection. I don't know. There's something about it. it. It cracks me up, and I do love the pick, and I love the reason for your pick, the reason that you gave for that pick of Buster Rhymes. So hats off to you. So let's see, we are ending this list with at W John S O 88. So he has one of the best picks and I am kind of glad that I'm ending the list of all of these black horror characters with this one. Because it is also, I started with one of my absolute faves and I'm ending it with one of my absolute faves. And that would be Childs from The Thing, 1982, John Carpenter classic. And this one is streaming on AMC Plus and Peacock. Now, I'm just going to throw this out here, okay? Okay. Keith David in this is just peak black excellence. The epitome of fucking cool. And if you have been listening to any of my episodes, you should probably already be well-versed and familiar with my love of this film. It is my favorite, favorite, favorite horror film of all time. And I have many horror loves, but none of them can touch John Carpenter's The Thing. That is my absolute favorite horror film. Now, if you ask me what my absolute favorite zombie film is, it's going to be 1978 Dawn of the Dead. That is my absolute favorite zombie film, but my favorite horror film of all fucking time is The Thing. The practical effects, the isolation, 
especially the motherfucking characters. Childs, man, he is the man. And even though it's part of my secret boyfriend, John Carpenter's, yes, he does not know that we're dating, John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy, it was nice to see Childs make it all the way to the end. Now, you know, what happens after that? You know, they're either going to, spoiler alert, they're either going to freeze to death or one of them is going to be the thing. And if you're going by the 2011 movie of the thing, it's not Childs, so it has to be McReady, but I'm not even going to go there. In my eyes, he survived and maybe got rescued. I don't know. Uh, But I am just glad to see him as a horror survivor and see him pop up at the end. And I've said this many, many times, and I probably will say it many, many more times, but I vividly remember seeing this in the theater with my mother. And I remember seeing him when he popped up at the very, very end. And I said, oh my gosh, he made it. (laughs) And then I remember my mom going, the whole camp is destroyed. They're going to freeze to death. And then, you know, I got all wide-eyed and I was like, I didn't even think about that part of it. She just dashed all my hope in like two seconds. The camp is burnt down. They're going to freeze to death. You know, way to go, mom. But <laughs> I just, I remember that on the way home, I was so excited. I was like, oh man, it was nice to see a black character make it to the very end. And then she dropped that bombshell on me and I was like, Fuck a duck. I didn't even think about that. Why, why, why would you make me think of that? Um, so it's fitting that, you know, he made it to the end, much like you guys did of this episode. I know this is a, a short and sweet one, but you know, the other ones have been running kind of long for me. So I I just if I had more people that gave me more horror characters that survived or horror characters that they loved, I probably would have stretched it out a little longer, but I don't mind that it's short and sweet like myself. So I just want to thank all of you who answered, um, all of you who gave me such great horror characters to talk about for a little blip. And it was really fun for me to have uh, a themed month to showcase Black characters in horror films. And you talked about some that are my favorites. I talked about some that were my favorites on my episodes. And I just wanted to share a little bit of your favorites as well and black characters and horror films you know we went from point a to point z you know we we went from not being seen at all not being represented on screen and then we went to being uh, the first characters to die in every movie it's like a stupid trope we died all the time then we became the ones to sacrifice ourselves so that others could live. And I thought, hey, I call bullshit on that. <laughs> Survival of the fittest, mofo. I'm not trying to, you know, throw myself down. But, you know, that's what we saw in horror films a lot. You know, we see ourselves in voodoo all the time. Like, not every Black person knows fucking voodoo. Some of us might be witches, but that doesn't mean that we don't, you know, that we practice voodoo. We could be practicing something else. Um, what else? We, we got to see, you know, ourselves be portrayed as very scaredy cat people in horror. And myself personally, I always thought, you know, black people would be the ones that would have more, uh, 
practical and common sense in horror, but you know, it is what it is. But I'm glad to see that it's now Black characters have been elevated to heroes and survivors of horror films. And a big part of me talking about the ones that I did talk about is just because of that, that they were horror, they were horror survivors and they were heroes and they looked out for people that were close to them and they tried to help people. And yes, Sugar Hill got revenge, but you know, she, she kind of needed to do that one. I mean, I'm not even, not even going to say that that's a pass. She, she needed to get that retribution. But really, I'm just glad to see the evolution of Black characters in horror films. And to be honest, I'm absolutely thrilled and over the moon with all of the horror content that depicts us in many different walks of life and many stages of life, too. We have a lot of older horror characters, you know, um, Fred Williamson, rest in peace. He was in From Dust Till Dawn, and he had to be over 50 or at least in his 50s, I would say over 50. But uh, you know, we also got to see him in VFW. If you haven't seen that one, it's a really good film, uh, a good horror film action uh, about a group of veterans who have to defend their uh, VFW uh, hangout from a bunch of crazy hopped up drug heads, you know, and everyone in that movie is old. They're an older, you know, wiser group of men. Um, clearly they've been in the military. That's why they're the VFW, but, you know, you also get older characters and films, um, Alfre Woodard in the first Annabelle movie, which I was glad to see her, but it angered me to see her because she's one of the black characters that sacrifices herself so that the main character, the main focal point of the movie can live. And I thought, wow, you, you lived your whole life just to sacrifice yourself. Nah, couldn't have been me. Um, but, you know, we get to see ourselves be final girl. And I and we get to see, dare I say it, Jada Pinkett in Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, where she's the final girl. You know, we get to see all of these different kind of variations of what we are as different types of Black people. You know, we recently just had the angry girl and her, the angry Black girl and her monster. Um, you know, we get to see Black girls being scientists. For me personally, I just, I enjoy whenever I see a person that looks like me on screen, I I get a little excited, especially if they're in a horror film. I'm just like, oh, okay, this is awesome. And representation is important. And you know, a lot of times I feel like I'm doing my best to survive and we all are, we all are doing our best to survive, but sometimes it's a little harder for other people to do their best to survive and, uh, you know, not to be super preachy or, you know, come down on anybody, but a big portion of why I like doing this podcast is that I get to have my voice from my perspective. And be it as a perspective from a Black woman, or my perspective as a woman, or my perspective as a Black person, I like to know that I'm adding that extra element of a voice for someone who looks a little different than you and how the movies and how the shows make me feel, what I like about it, the aspects that kind of draw me to it or make me hate it. So 
this was just a, a nice way for me to talk about the ones that I love, um, talk about the reasons why I love them. And, you know, whenever I talk about any horror movies, that's, that's usually what I bring to the table when I do these episodes. So all of these things kind of just truly make my horror heart skip a beat. And whenever I just see folks who look like me in a genre that I absolutely love and horror is for everyone. And I fully believe that we all need to understand that we all like what we like. And as a horror family, we need to be inclusive. We need to be respectful and we need to enjoy the differences about each other because it would be bland as fuck if everybody looked the goddamn same and if everybody acted the goddamn same. So when you bring these characters to life on screen, you know, some of them may not represent a whole community or a whole type of people, but it's nice to be included. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed my Blacktober. Not going to say that it's going to be the last time that I will do something that's more centered or centric to uh, my hue, my, my melanated brothers and sisters in the world. But, you know, I got love for all of my horror peeps. I just wanted to give a little bit more love to the people who are more in my my uh, shade, if that makes a little bit more sense. And I feel like I'm going on a little too much. I'm going to wrap this one up. <laughs> Donna likes to get on the soapbox, you know? I mean, I'm only 4'11". I got I to gotta do something to elevate myself. But that was just a little, a little blurb. I feel like I got a little smushy-mushy on you, but you should be used to that by now. As always, I hope you guys are thriving, surviving, doing your best to be better than what you were yesterday. You are only in competition with yourself. So, you know, don't, don't let the uh, naysayers get to you. Just, just focus on you and do the best that you can do. Um, I don't know what I got coming up, but I, I will do something soon. I think I did this every week. So I'm like, kind of like, well, Every other week, I have to go back to every other week, but it's been fun doing it every week too. So I hope it's been fun for you guys because it's been a lot of fun for me. So I'm going to wrap this up. I don't really have a rant um, because I am going to be on a, a week off from work. So I don't really have any big plans. I, I just think I'm going to binge horror movies and read and watch all kinds of filth until my eyeballs pop out of my head and bleed. That was a visual that you didn't really need to have, but I gave it to you anyway, right? And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. So let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know what you thought about the uh, Blacktober series of films that I talked about. And and you can also let me know some of your uh, favorite uh, Black characters and horror films, because I didn't really get a whole lot of you answering on Instagram. Shame on you. But if you want to tell me yours, you know, you can always hit me up and I will put that question on this episode as well. If you want to give me a review on Good Pods or something, you can and you don't have to. But, you know, let me know what's on your mind and how you're thinking about these episodes. And if there's something you need me to cover or something that you wish I would talk about, let me know. If you like when I ask these questions and into the Instaverse and people answer and I talk about your choices, let me know. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's all I got. I don't really have a rant because I'm on vacation this week. So I'm 
super stoked. I ain't going to be doing a fucking thing, but I'm super stoked to not be at work. <laughs> but I guess I should leave you guys with until next time. Just listen out for my voice in the darkness and I will talk to you then. Bye.